0: This is Unfilter, episode 61 for July 31st, 2013.
1: But It's not up to Bradley Manning to make the decision to disclose this. You know, maybe you disagree about that, Glenn, but I admire the Foreign Service a great deal, and, you know... I trust
2: their judgment about what's a secret a lot more than I do Bradley Manning. Right, and look, look, Jeff, you can make that argument in every leak case. I mean, people back in the 1960s said Daniel Ellsberg was a traitor. Who was Daniel Ellsberg to decide what should be leaked to the American public? I trust U.S. generals way more than some Daniel Ellsberg who I never voted for, and yet what Daniel Ellsberg did was expose systematic lies on the part of the U.S. government. In the Bush years, people said whoever told Dana Priest at the Washington Post that the Bush administration had secret CIA prisons, or whoever told the New York Times that the Bush administration was spying without warrants. What right did they have to disclose secrets? This is how journalism, investigative journalism, works, Jeff, is that people inside the government with a conscience come forward when they find out things that their government is doing that are wrong and they disclose it to the world through media outlets and journalism. If you think that's criminal, you're essentially calling for the end of investigative journalism. That is what investigative journalism is about.
0: Coming up on this week's episode of Unfiltered, a diagram that literally puts the NSA's worldwide spying system on the map has been exposed in a newly released presentation, giving us a better picture of the surveillance system that is said to hold a three-day buffer of the Internet. We'll dig deep into the details and explain how it works and what you need to know. Plus, an update on Bradley Manning, the Obama administration pledges not to torture Snowden, and the U.S. continues to dance around that big problem in Egypt. Then it's your feedback, our follow-up, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfiltered. Welcome to Unfilter, episode 61 of Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show is distracting you from all of that TV you shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris, and joining me every single week is the always excellent Mr. Chase. Hey, Chris. Hey, everybody
3: out there. It's it's very good to be here. It's uh, it's a beautiful summer day. No. Actually, it's really stormy outside. No, it's it's not. Coming to you live from the Jupiter Broadcasting Late
0: Breaking Weather Center. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got to say We're that on lightning watch. We're on lightning. We totally are. Like if the show goes off the air all of a sudden it's because we, we probably need a, got hit by a stinger. We need
3: a stinger, man. <laughs> lightning Watch twenty thirteen. I just figured I just figured
0: any time we see the lightning hit we'll do uh we'll do like a late breaking Fox News. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is a special episode this week. So last week uh we were recording the show while my wife was going into labor. Which and,
3: brought an edge. And wait, wait, I know. That was like a that was one what do they call it a cliffhanger, if yeah, you will. Because yeah. we don't
0: know. Chris? No, she had the baby. Oh yes. yeah! Oh yeah! Yes! No, well, we got we went off air, and then that process continued all night long. <laughs> <laughs> all night long. But tonight's a special show because we have a very special guest in studio. Yes, we do. We have
3: Edward. No, uh,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Uh, he, this is the only time he's going to say anything. This is, this is my dad, Larry. Uh, say hi to the everybody in the in the whole world.
0: Hello, Larry. Hello. Welcome to the show. He'll be joining us, and uh, Thank La- you. Larry is, uh, is taking the blue pill today, I think, right? Am yeah, I, am
3: he, he's I, taking the Angry Birds pill, actually. yeah. yeah he's,
0: hopefully the Angry Birds will keep him uh, he's playing satisfied. playing Angry Birds
3: Space for the first time ever, and I think you're hooked on it. Well, Larry, you've yeah. joined us
0: for a big show this week. Uh, yes. Tons of stuff going on in the world, as we talked about in the intro there. Uh, and I felt like it would be appropriate, as a lot of things are going on, especially with the NSA and Snowden and, and uh, the new revelations. Huge, oh, huge God. revelations came out today. Huge. Did revelations. you hear he was acquitted? Yeah. Oh, Manning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're gonna talk about that. But first, I feel like we should talk about the people who are actually doing something about their situation. And uh, that would be Egypt. And if case you in case you didn't hear, uh, there's a showdown of There
4: is increasing concern tonight that the crisis in Egypt may be heading out of control. Protests over the military takeover have been growing over the weekend. There was a mass killing of demonstrators and a new showdown may be brewing now.
0: So we have this new showdown that's potentially brewing between uh, the now new military, which is aka the military, or the new government, which is aka the military, and the and the Muslim Brotherhood. And uh, Candy, uh, our 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 gal, Candy, of course, Chase's girlfriend. Um, right, Candy? No, no, it's oh. not Candy. I thought, thought yeah, it's had a thing it's, for it. it's it's Aaron. Oh, it's Chicken. I get Aaron mixed up with Candy all the time. How well, can you get her mixed up with Candy? <laughs>
3: Are I, you serious, man? I don't. I don't. I don't at all. I. I mean I, I the other one. The other one. Uh, close number two is that one chick from Russia today. Oh yeah. Oh had, yeah. The, had the intro clip last week. Uh,
0: yeah, you're talking about. Um, oh uh, shoot, what's her name? Yeah, I know. I know. I know you, who you're, you talking, know who you're about.
3: talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Abby the, Martin. Abby. Yeah.
0: Uh. So uh, no. Uh. Candy sat down with Diane Feinstein. Uh, Feinstein. I don't know. how you Feinstein. Say it. Feinstein. And, uh, of course, Diane is uh, the uh, House Intelligence Committee chairman. Or, no, I'm sorry, the Senate Intelligence Committee chairman. Uh, Mike Rogers is the House. And uh, Feinstein had a bunch of really interesting things to say in this interview with Candy. And Feinstein's in a pretty good position to know about these kinds of things. She is uh, sitting on that Intelligence Committee. She's been following a lot of this. Uh, as the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, she's purview to a lot of the things that are going on in Egypt. And uh, so Candy asked her a few questions about that.
5: More than 70 demonstrators have been killed and more than 1,000 injured this weekend in Egypt. All of it during clashes between the military-installed government and its supporters versus backers of ousted President Mohamed Morsi. In a written statement, Secretary of State John Kerry said, the United States urges an independent and impartial inquiry into the events of the last day and calls on all of Egypt's leaders across the political spectrum to act immediately to help their country take a step back from the brink. Joining me now is California Senator Dianne Feinstein. Thank you for joining us this morning, Thank Senator. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I just get the feeling that the U.S., despite these strong military contacts we hear about all the time between Egypt's military and the U.S. military, doesn't have a lot of sway in Egypt. When-
0: I feel like this question – and I'll back it up so we can hear it again. I feel like this question is candy setting up. Feinstein with a softball, essentially allowing Feinstein to say, look, we would love to make now, changes here, but we don't have the power. We're before, just the little United States after all.
3: Before you play, one thing that people need to realize here is when you're watching the news and you see a politician sit down with a reporter and you may be feeling that they're just sitting down for the very first time. Oh, right, right. And they're asking questions that they've like, never like asked they've before. never heard, yeah. like. Like they're going to be shocked with a question. Right. No, they've all been pre-supplied. No, this has been yeah. pre-screened, pre-interviewed. Yeah. They won't even usually appear to go on these news Unless shows. Unless they see them. Unless they part see of the, them or they right. know the content of the questions that are going
0: to be it is, thrown. It is part of the condition before they'll go you on. You guys it's, need to realize especially that. Especially when you're higher up like Feinstein is.
3: Yeah,
5: I
0: mean, Egypt's military and the U.S. military
5: doesn't have a lot of sway in Egypt
6: when you watch what's going on. Well that may well be true and I think this is a real real point of definition of what kind of Egypt is going to come out of this and for the first time i am very concerned so diane feinstein is
0: very concerned about the type of egypt that we might have now what's going on now is there is a president and a vice president that have been appointed so morsi is, is being held he's been put aside yep. uh, we'll get to that in a minute in fact actually uh, th- i have a real quick clip about that like in, until today until i found this clip we weren't even sure what was going on with morsi we we, we were under the impression that he had been taken by the military and put somewhere safe but What was his condition? Apparently, he's alive, talking, and even watching
4: TV. In Egypt, the European Union's top diplomat has met with ousted President Mohamed Morsi. Morsi hasn't been seen or heard in public since he was thrown out of office July 3rd. Catherine Ashton won't say where she met Morsi last night, but she does say he has access to television and newspapers. Ashton is in Egypt to try and resolve the country's bloody political crisis.
0: Now listen. Now, as as uh, Candy brings the question back to the new leaders in Egypt, right. listen to how Feinstein kind of jumps around and dances around the answer.
6: Uh, I'm surprised that the military would urge people to go to the streets. Uh, they had to have known if they do that, the other side is going to respond, and it became a kind of catalyst for violence. So she's she's putting a little bit of the onus, not so much
0: on the Muslim Brotherhood here for for the protests and the violence, but for the military sort of inviting their side to come out in the streets and defend their position, which she says, by by the very nature of doing so, forced the Muslim Brotherhood to come out and defend their position.
6: Um, So I don't think we know what kind of Egypt is going to uh, emerge. I think it's very important for this new president and vice president to exert their authority now Thor's it high. will show whether a democracy in terms of civilian control of the military can effectively govern that country and so the next few months i think are going to be real eye openers for the world the next few
0: months are going to be real eye openers now candy says well wait a minute here you're talking about these people like they're democr- democratically elected officials. These were put here by the military. Yeah. This is a coup. This is a coup. And she tries to she tries to point out – Candy does, and I think rightfully so – tries to point out how the U.S. appears to be struggling n- to go out of their way, not to call what's happened in Egypt a military coup. Oh, what we As talked about know, on the show. Uh,
5: when yeah. there is a coup of a democratically elected leader, the U.S. Uh, generally can stop – stops aid. But here's what – the spokesperson for the Secretary of State uh, said to, uh, this week.
0: So this is the spokesperson at the Secretary of State doing yeah. their from the State Department doing their daily briefing. Listen to the answer when they, when they keep pressing her on if this is a coup.
7: The law does not require us to make a formal determination.
5: Uh, that is a review that have, we have undergone uh, as to whether a coup took place, and it is not in our national interest to make such a determination. What? So... <laughs> If it made the determination it was a coup, we'd have to stop aid, and therefore they're just not going to make a determination because anybody plainly looking at this would say it was a coup.
0: Right? So oh, our position is in order to make sure that it's since, – since we're, like, we're not going to make a determination. We're not going to look. We're not we're not even looking at this situation. Wait,
3: wait. If you see something, say something, right? <laughs> so, so I need to see – Chris – I don't think there's a coup here. I because I, you haven't seen any proof. I yet, didn't right? see from it. the State Department. I didn't see it. We, we can't
6: say anything. Can't
3: right? Do
0: it now. Listen to Feinstein try to answer that question, which is a great question from
6: Candy. Uh, I, I think uh, the ball is in Egypt's uh, court, and right? it's in the court of the President Mansour and the Vice President El Baradei, and they have to step up and they have to take over. Uh,
2: Both failing were that, by the
5: military, failing
6: that. I think you know what military will do now.
5: Right. I mean, both those mean? men that you mentioned have, who are now She spoke nothingness right? right there. She said nothing. Now listen to this nothingness. Egypt were installed by the military.
6: Well, that's one thing, but acting is another thing. And they so have to be. You want to them be, to take charge of the military correct. now. That's correct.
5: Do you think they can?
6: Well, we'll see. If, if, if they don't, they can't. If they do, they can't. Wow! Wait!
3: Whoa! Whoa! Can you can you, you play, play the live? because yeah, right, I really need to take notes here. Uh, all
6: right, uh,
0: let me cue this back I, up here. If they don't, okay. Yeah, you ready? If they don't, okay. If they, they don't. can't, okay. They can't. If they don't, they can't. Right? Yeah.
6: If they do, they can't. <laughs>
0: That's incredible.
3: And if they do, they
0: <laughs>
6: can. They can. So okay. So hold on. Okay. That's... Did you get all that? <laughs> Just so great.
3: Can wait, I'm, wait. I want to
6: play it one more time. If if they don't, they can't. If they do, they can't. <laughs>
3: Guess what? Your tax dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You know what? You know what? Uh Miss Chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, I am glad you are keeping us safe. She is uh by the ripe age of eighty, by the way. Wait, wait,
3: wait, 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 stop.
0: Yeah, she's eighty. She is eighty years old. What's
3: the mandatory retirement age? Um, death. Death. Wait, how old? Sixty-five. So if you're you typically, yeah, like if you're typically a government official, or even if you if you're in the military. If you're in the military. That's they, just for us
0: pedestrians. They force
3: you out. They say, you're done. A civvies. Chase. But That's she's civvies. 80 years old, yep. and she is speaking some of the best truth I've ever heard in my life.
0: Hey, if they can, they can. And if they can't. They can't. Well, they can't. Yeah. Right. Right? That is. <clears throat>
3: wow. You know what? i I those are some words to live. I should tweet that. What's actually funny is. I need, I need to tweet that.
0: I mean, you know, if, if, actually, if we just were to break this down too, and I just want to play this last piece one more time here. Let me, let me uh, bring this back I, up I again. I think
6: the ball is in Egypt's uh, court. Okay. So even
0: that doesn't really make any sense. Of course, the ball is in Egypt's court. But is it in the military's court? Is it in the Muslim Brotherhood's court? Is it in the people's court? And it's in the court of the president, Mansour, and. Okay, so the president who was assigned by the military, not democratically elected. And the vice president, El Baradei. Okay, so even though we're we're talking about democracy all the time, we're actually totally cool with a military coup where they come in and then install their own leaders. Okay. They have to step up and they have to take over. And so what the problem is, is not that the military has done a coup and then replaced the democratically elected president with their own hand-selected president. The problem is that they are not stepping up. Even though they've only been in power for a week, they're not stepping up and taking charge. Right.
2: Right. Failing
0: that.
6: Failing that. I think you know what military will do now.
5: Right. I mean, both both those men that you mentioned who are now running Egypt
6: were installed by the military.
0: As you can tell that Diana is going nowhere with this, Candy
6: actually hands her the answer. Well, that's one thing, but actually now listen thing is another thing and they have so you want to them be to take charge of the that's correct now. diane didn't say that no. candy said that and yeah. I mean, diane just said that's correct yeah, because yeah, diane yeah.
0: didn't know where the hell to go right, right. and yeah, then she because remember she's 80 and then she wraps it up with this beauty if you think they can
6: well we'll see if, if if they don't, they can't. If they do, they can't. I mean, it's just – it is
0: amazing. And uh, we'll get to it in a little bit Mike Rogers, who is also out hitting the Sunday scene. Uh, uh, it's interesting that both the chairman of the intelligence committees from the House and the senator are out on Sunday. Uh, but the situation in Egypt continues to be crazy. And I've, I've decided that maybe Unfilter's role in covering this will be in covering the U.S.'s response to it. Because I think we're in a good position to sort of watch what our policymakers are saying and sort of be the watchdogs of that. And I feel like that's sort of our strength for this particular conflict in Egypt. So as America continues to flop around on their response to this and struggle to actually call it what it is—a coup—I uh, think Unfilter will continue to document
3: that. Yeah, and uh, just to let everybody know in the uh, you know beautiful Unfilter audience, I just tweeted <coughs> live during the show. If you don't, you can't. If you do, you can. <laughs> so. Uh, those are more true words. Wisdom in 140 live by. characters, Jed. I, I, I mean, if there isn't something that's more suitable to be tweeted, beautiful, it's that.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Not as, not as beautiful as a series of tubes, but damn, damn. That is close. really good. That All right, really well, good. hell of a show to get into for, uh, for the rest of the show here, and I, I, I am very excited to cover some of this because it, it gives us a lot more insight into what's been going on, but very. Very briefly, Chase, yes, I would sir. like to take a moment to uh, thank our Unfilter supporters. Now, Chase, did you know yeah. the Unfilter show features no advertisers? Wait,
3: wait, let me get this right. Did you
0: know you mean... we don't stop and read ads? We don't try to pitch you a product. We don't try to Actually, make sure that—
3: Actually, I was going to read this box here. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Did yeah. you get
0: a product that you thought maybe we should get sponsored? Because
3: Well, availability and performance of certain features, services, and applications are device and hey, network dependent.
0: That was private. I asked you not to talk about that. I'm talking about I, I said, I don't want that's a bedroom conversation. That was a bedroom conversation. It's in a small plan B box. That's all I can <laughs> say. So, uh, all right. I, you know what? And here's a little, here's a little, uh, a little, uh, maybe a peek into sort of why we do things the way we if do. If you play the Anderson Cooper clip, no. I am leaving. Can I though? Cause your dad's never heard it. Can uh, I just play it for your dad real he quick? He can't
3: hear Can he oh hear Oh my this? gosh, it's Anderson Cooper, everybody. <laughs>
0: Oh, my
8: God!
0: All right, so uh, big news, Chase, and this is why Unfiltered doesn't have to play the numbers games, because we're listener-supported, yes. and what that yep. means is the only number, the only nut we got to cover is enough of you supporters. We don't have to be millions of views, we don't have to be thousands of downloads, so we're not perpetually chasing the dumbest common denominator. That's not our game, but listen to this. Here's a great example. ABC News dethrones NBC in crucial ratings race, according to Bam! the headline on the New York Times, in a twist, the television industry gawkers immediately honed in on. The victory was shared by Miss Sawyer and one of her regular fill-ins, David Muir. That's because Mr. Muir substituted for Miss Sawyer three nights last week. The same three nights it turned out that ABC beat NBC in the all-importance rating demographic. Mr. Williams prevailed barely on the two nights that Miss Sawyer was at work. And the big hubbub is is that maybe Diane is on the way out. And Chase, (laughs) I referred to you. I'm not shocked here. To a clip from our 2012 election coverage.
8: Okay, I want to have a... uh, Can we have our music? (laughs) The big one here. Minnesota. We're ready to project Minnesota right now. And again, another state. The Romney campaign had raised a question whether it was in play. Well, tonight we know that President Barack Obama has won Minnesota.
0: Listen how drunk she was, President Barack Obama. (laughs) President (laughs) Barack Obama. And so now they're talking about big shakeups. George Stephanopoulos might be taking over or David Muir might be taking over for Diane. You know, all this, all, all they're doing right now. They're not actually focusing on the content.
3: Yeah, no, it's not about content. It's not yeah. about content. No, it's
0: about no. making a product that they can sell to advertisers. Because
3: remember, it's all about the ratings. It's all about the numbers game. Now, I mean, I worked in that game for 10 years. It's, it's definitely about that.
0: I'm going to be honest. We didn't do great because we lost a couple of subscribers. We picked up four this week, but we were holding steady at 142 unfiltered supporters. Now, we try yeah. to, we're trying to get to 333. That way, we can cover one day. Just, one day of just production. Just one. One day, Chase. One. That's all I'm asking for. So so if uh, you want to help support the show, keep this type of content that is funded by the people who are consuming it. Therefore, we're only answering to you. We're offering you something unique here. You're taking the pill yep. from the Matrix, and we're waking you up, and we're providing you a service. We are the show that confirms to you that you are not a crazy son of a bitch. The shit that really is going on, yeah, that shit really is hitting the fan, and we're talking about it here on this show. This is the show that's talking about it. If you want the show to keep talking about it, please help us continue on becoming an yep. unfiltered supporter. Go over to jupiterbroadcasting.com. Click on In- any episode of Unfilter, and in the show notes you'll find a button where you can subscribe for five dollars a month. Once you subscribe, you'll get the Unfilter newsletter. After every single episode of the Unfilter show, in that newsletter is linked an Unfilter supporter show that gives you all of the pre-show, all of the post-show. Right now, for you uh, Unfilter supporters, your show is rocking in at one hour and fourteen minutes already.
3: Yeah, I mean the great thing too is you know we we love your feedback. We we, we take it all the time. We actually had Jonathan H. write in, Chris. Oh yeah, what did Jonathan? The, say? One of our newer supporters.
0: Now. Is this from last week?
3: No, this is... this is, uh, All right, all this right. This is... Per- Check current. the date. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, oh, you ready to Yeah. So basically... I'm, I'm uh, so sleepy, I can't keep it straight. No, it's okay. That's why I'm here to pick you up. Uh, so, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You're
0: welcome, man. You're the wing beneath my wings.
3: <laughs> and there's a lot of love
0: happening right now.
3: <laughs> all right. he uh, he. Jonathan H. writes in and says, Hello, my friend... Hello, everybody. Hello. My fr- a friend turned me on Hi. to Unfilter a few days ago.
0: Was his name Barry Satoro? <laughs>
3: No. Uh I've listened to the two most recent episodes. I just wanted to let you know I joined Reddit. Oh, nice. And subscribed to the subreddit. Hey. And I became one of the $5 a month of supporters. Very yeah. nice. Your show is outstanding. It's just the kind of thing I've been looking for. Thank you. Jonathan H. Uh PS, I'm a different I'm a different Jonathan H than the one announced on that week, last week's episode. That made me laugh at the coincidence, Laura. Very
0: nice. Very nice. Well, thank you for uh, becoming a supporter, Jonathan. Yeah, man. And thank you to all 142 of our Unfilter supporters. And please consider becoming an Unfilter supporter if you felt like you have gotten some value from this show and with the two.
3: Because, Chris, if you don't, you can't. But if you do, you can.
0: That is the best reason I've ever heard to contribute to the Unfilter show. That right there. Because if you can, you can. And if you don't, you can't. And you won't. I think I gotta clear out the two.
9: <laughs> reset, Chase, reset. Oh god.
0: <laughs> Alright, Chase. Uh, guess what it's time for?
3: It's now time for As the Chat Room. We're gonna ask a question to the lovely chat room, and if you know the answer, you will get accolades beyond all compare. Mr. Chris
0: Fisher. I'm gonna provide the answer this week because nobody else is gonna guess it. What's the question? The question was who, Chase, who? Well, maybe you know what? Let's see if the let's see if the chat room gets it. You ready? You ready? Well, wait.
3: What? What if my maybe my dad could get this? All right. Let's see. All right. You ready? All right.
0: Chase's dad, Larry, Yeah. who was acquitted of aiding the enemy this week. Have you been following the news this week? Who was acquitted? He has no idea. Who was? All right, chat room. We'll take it to the chat room. Who was acquitted? Who was of, acquitted of aiding, aiding
3: the, the enemy? enemy? So it's not a three letter agency. Sorry, chat room. Sorry, chat room. So what person? All right. You I ready? Think, I Should think I we pull have the an answer. Go ahead. Pull. <laughs> Coming with the answer of Bradley Manning, it's Turn Page Wash Hands. Is
0: that that correct? Oh, I think Turn Page Wash Hands. Got it. Yes, in fact, it is Bradley Manning. That is correct, Chase. That is correct. All right, let me take us out of quiz mode. So, yeah, Bradley Manning this week. Now, this is only one of the many charges that he is facing, but uh, this is the most serious. Aiding the enemy was the real big one. This is maybe – This is know, the
3: one that could give him the death penalty.
0: Yeah. Uh, a military judge on Tuesday found that U.S. soldier Bradley Manning not guilty of aiding the enemy, the most serious charge he faced for handing over the documents to WikiLeaks, but he still faces a long jail term after being uh, found guilty on 19 other accounts. <laughs>
8: It was the charge that could have put the 25-year-old away for life without parole, the charge that would label him a traitor who knowingly aided al-Qaeda. But today, while Manning stood at attention in the courtroom, the judge declared him not guilty of that most serious
1: charge. On the biggest charge in the case, the government ends up leaving the courtroom with its tail between its legs.
8: Prosecutors had presented evidence that battlefield reports from Iraq and Afghanistan that Manning gave to WikiLeaks were found on Osama bin Laden's computer after the raid on his compound. But that wasn't enough to prove he aided the enemy. Manning was... I love
0: this, by the way. You can claim anything was found on Osama bin Laden's computer. Not saying it wasn't. I don't. I don't mean to be that guy. But all right. I'm pointing out is that if you keep everything a secret about that event, then you can claim anything you want. You can claim you found porn. You can claim you found Bradley Manning's personal emails. You can claim you found emails from Edward Snowden. You That's could right. claim. You could claim twenty years from now that there was emails from Chris Fisher on that computer. You can claim
8: any damn thing you want. Convicted of twenty of the twenty-two major charges against him, including. S- Espionage theft and computer fraud the young private a high school graduate unable to hold a job joined the army in 2007 only to be made an Intelligence analyst with a top-secret clearance. He was in Baghdad when he downloaded 700,000 classified documents and videos that shocked the world Manning saying he had wanted to show the true cost of war he did so with this video where U.S. soldiers mistake a cameraman for the enemy...
7: This
0: is nice, good shooting.
8: ...and fire on a van with two little children inside.
0: bringing their kids to a battle. That's right.
8: But the... This
0: is the problem, is I've talked to guys in the military who I have a lot of respect for. Right. And uh, I've been friends with, worked with them, and the reality is this... In order... In order to kill people from an airplane or a drone, you have to detach yourself. Yeah, you psychologically can't do it, and so you enter this sort of robot mode where they're just objects. So when they're killing children, a rational person doesn't say "good shot," "shouldn't have brought the kids," right? That's not what a normal person says.
3: Yeah, but you're trying to you try to make it something artificially fake, right? When it, you know it's not, but right. you try to make it is to justify right. it in your mind and, to do it.
0: And I have gotten messages. From UAV operators who say this keeps them up at night. This troubles them after a while. At first it doesn't, then after a while it troubles them. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's disgusting. And, and when Bradley Manning comes out and he says he's trying to show the true cost of war, he's talking about this human cost.
8: Former director of the CIA Michael Hayden says Manning greatly harmed national security.
0: Michael Hayden, being the NSA director who was keeping watch when warrantless wiretapping was put in effect by the Bush administration, enabled it, and took actions outside the purview of the administration, Congress, and the Justice Department. Yes, that Michael Hayden, who now apparently, for the last month, has been the go-to on all things national security. Every week we've had a clip that stars frickin' Michael Hayden, and he's talking about how awful somebody is, when he's the moron that turned on the wiretapping service in the first place. But let's get his great opinion.
10: This is the most significant leak of classified information in the history of the republic. So he put real people at real risk.
8: WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange today called Manning a hero. As he has said of the NSA leaker Edward Snowden, the sentencing phase starts tomorrow for Manning. And while it is doubtful he will be sentenced to the 136 years the charges call for, it is likely he will spend a big chunk of his life in jail, George.
0: Yeah, 136 years is still what he could be facing. 136 years. Now, uh, depending on where you caught the coverage, you kind of might have been walking away with the opinion that Bradley Manning is essentially getting off scot-free. Because some headlines are he's acquitted of aiding the enemy. That's all they say. And that's all they say. Yeah, but that's not the case. He's not getting away with anything.
7: Bradley Manning's point was, you ought to know what your government's doing. And I, I guess we do now. And I guess he'll go away now.
11: Well, I guess that remains to be seen. I believe he's being sentenced tomorrow, but it's important to understand that though this may have been a victory for the defense, and I think in many ways it was, he's not getting away with anything. I mean, he did get convicted on 21 separate counts of things ranging from espionage to orders violations and actually leaking classified information. So he is getting punished. He, he in many Instances uh, pled guilty and, and accepted responsibility for breaking those laws. It's just the aiding the enemy is really the only one that the government didn't get him on.
7: What was your take on the fact that they didn't?
11: Well, I mean, like everyone else, we're kind of left speculating because the trier of fact in this case, uh, unlike most cases, was the judge. So the judge actually ruled on the law and also. Uh, was the, the finder of, of guilt or not guilt in this case as opposed to a jury. And so judge, uh, all jury. we can do is yeah. really uh, speculate. And I, I think that in this case, for this law, that this charge really never comes around. I mean, 1917 <clears throat> is really the last time someone was convicted for something 1917. like this.
7: 1917?
11: Right. Well, that's wow. when part of the Espionage Act, which is the right. reason this actually became illegal. And that was essentially a case where somebody was disclosing information because they wanted Americans to be killed. They wanted the enemy to have this information. And in this case, I think the government just was not able to prove that PFC Manning intentionally disclosed this to the enemy.
0: They would actually have had to have been able to prove that his intent was to aid the enemy. That's, that's the key thing about the aid the enemy thing there is that you've actually got to prove that he was intending to leak that onto the internet for, that, for Al-Qaeda to get at some point right. on their own volition. And that's just a really hard case to make. Uh, how
3: do you prove that? You how, can't. Yeah, how do yeah. you prove that? And it's not going to happen.
0: One of the interesting sort of side stories that I thought I'd go collect that hasn't been really talked about. And it's funny how when there's major cases going on like this, there's still sometimes funny elements that just completely go uncovered until now. One of uh, Manning's biggest supporters had this bu- uh, truck, uh, like a box truck, like a moving truck. Yeah. With WikiLeaks on the side of it, right? Yeah, top secret. And uh, he got uh, – so uh, the sentencing started today. Yesterday was the verdict on aiding the enemy. Yesterday, this longtime supporter of Manning, uh, he took it too far and he was kicked out of the courtroom.
7: One of Bradley Manning's most visible supporters, Clark Steckley, was banned from the trial last Friday after Judge Lynn said someone posted threatening comments online aimed at the prosecution.
0: So as this interview continues, I want you to keep this in mind because this is RT, so you have to put your uh, critical thinking cap on he did tweet out a a tweet about the prosecution that he knows where they're sleeping and you know, he could come. He said that he, he, I mean, he, so just keep that in mind. I'm going to play the rest of it uninterrupted. Just keep in mind that he did make a tweet that was aggressive like that. All
7: right. Steckley is a college art instructor from New Jersey and attended the court martial as a sketch artist arriving each day in a white truck with the words WikiLeaks top secret mobile information collection unit painted on the side. Now, a tweet last Thursday night from Steckley's account said, I don't know how you sleep at night, but I do know where. He released the addresses of of the location where the prosecutors could be found. It was removed on Friday. Now, Clark Steckley joins me here in studio to talk about his time at Fort Meade. Welcome. Hi, thank you. It's good to have you here. Now, Clark, how did you get your hands on the addresses of the prosecution?
10: Oh, I can't reveal my sources, but it was through hearsay. Um, And I had never confirmed that information until I was banned from the courtroom and the base as well. Uh, But the information I know went through several people and eventually ended up in my lap. And it was not information that I was seeking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not information I went and confirmed. I never have seen the prosecution outside of the courtroom. Mm-hmm. I also have never been to the hotel where uh, I, I, I believe they were staying. Uh, I tweeted it uh, on Thursday night. I came to the court on Friday and I spent half the day sitting in the jury box drawing uh, the proceedings. Uh, halfway through the day, uh, military MPs took me out and said that uh, I was banned. Uh, I appealed the decision with a letter to Judge Lynn. She forwarded that to the base commander and he uh, refused to let me back on base. Um, I can tell you this, that the originator of this information was Major Ashton Fine, the lead prosecutor. Um, Through uh, communication, he uh, let strangers uh, know where he was staying and and that he was the lead prosecutor in this very big and important case. What comes to mind is is why is the prosecution uh in this case staying in a, a hotel off base uh I think that's absurd um, uh, that is kind of odd when you think about the base
0: yeah. has living facilities on it right yeah like well, why is he staying off base yeah that is kind of a little odd, maybe a little telling.
10: It doesn't matter if you're a supporter of Manning or not. This is not a good protocol for, um, you know, Ashton Fine essentially created a security breach. Mm. Um, I reported on it. And, uh, you know, and that's essentially kind of what uh, WikiLeaks has done similarly. Um, I, I will always stand by my my sources, but um, mm. but I do know uh, that that Ashton was the source uh, originally
7: now by releasing the address of the location of the prosecution were you trying to intimidate the prosecution
10: no my intention wasn't to intimidate uh i'm a prankster i'm an artist uh-huh. and an activist yeah. and um are you
0: buying this i mean what do you think some of it yes some yeah of it, right no. some of it sounds like he's kind of making up a, well, some a good of it cover he's trying story. to cover yeah of exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 that's what i thought although i did think it was just kind of an interesting little twist uh i'll have a link in the show notes if you guys want to watch the whole story it's 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 a rather uh, I don't know kind of just a a very in a very serious situation that's it's fun to sometimes find a little humor. Yeah. Um. All right. Can we shift gears to the NSA?
3: Absolutely. Wow. Another three letter agency. Yeah. Um. So. Some new stuff revealed about them.
0: A key score or X key score, depending on how you want to uh, talk about it, was just revealed by Greenwald today as we're recording this. X key score provides the technical capability 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 if not the legal authority, to target uh, U.S. persons for extensive electronic surveillance without a warrant provided by, uh, and also they can provide some identifying information, such as their email, IP address, uh, anything else that might be known to the analyst. They plug that in the database, and it retrieves results. And this is funny because Clapper was at uh, like a a graduation ceremony or something. It was a very official ceremony. He was wearing robes. And uh, uh, Clapper says, uh, you know, uh, head of the uh, intelligence uh, director, says, you know, gosh – Guys, you know, this, this debate we're having, man, this is so good. This is a conversation, man. We just need to have this conversation real hard. We all need to talk about this real bad. But, hey, could we just, you know, keep it out of the limelight completely?
1: The recent NSA leaks uh, drama crystallizes some conflicting demands on us as intel professionals.
0: Now, remember, this is the man that lied to Congress saying we were not monitoring American citizens. Not knowingly.
1: A need to safeguard our citizens' lives a duty to share intelligence information, a responsibility to protect sensitive sources and methods, and an imperative to protect American civil liberties and privacy. And we must synchronize, meld all of these competing forces simultaneously. And we should preferably do it out of the limelight.
0: Out of the uh, limelight. I just thought that was an interesting little uh piece. We should do it in secret. We should play we'll play that right. That's exactly I mean, if you break down his words, that's what he's saying. Yeah. We shouldn't be discussing it with the people. Uh Now, Ron Wyden, Ron Wyden is the senator who has been at the front of this. He was the one that back in 2011 came out and said, uh, hey, guys, we really have a problem here. This is something we need to worry about. He was the one that asked Clapper, is the NSA monitoring American citizens? And he said no. So Ron Wyden has been at the forefront of this for at least a couple of years. And he recently came out this weekend and said, what we're being told is still just a half of it.
1: When General Clapper, the head of the intelligence agency, had a big development last Friday when General Clapper, the head of the intelligence agencies, admitted that the community had violated these court orders on bulk phone record uh, collection. And I'll tell your viewers that those violations are significantly more troubling than the government has stated. So is saying
0: the violations are much more significant than had been stated by the government, and that was met by the same level of what I was wondering. Is it rhetoric? Are we done? Because remember I had said, Mm. Snowden is in Russia. We will not get any other big revelations from him. (laughs) I am still technically correct. However, information that he gave to Greenwald last month, Greenwald has been working on and has just released today. Yeah. And uh, here's Greenwald on ABC this Sunday sort of alluding to what was about to drop today.
2: The way that I know exactly what analysts have the capability to do when spying on Americans is that the story I've been working on for the last month that we're publishing this week very clearly sets forth what these programs are that NSA analysts, low level ones, not just ones who work for the NSA, but private contractors like Mr. Snowden are able to do. The NSA has trillions of telephone calls and emails in their databases that they've collected over the last several years. And what these programs are, are very simple screens like the ones that supermarket clerks or shipping and receiving clerks use, where all an analyst has to do is enter an email address or an IP address, and it does two things. It searches that database and lets them listen to the calls or read the emails of everything that the NSA has stored or look at the browsing histories or Google search terms that you've entered, and it also alerts them to any further activity that people connected to that email address or that IP address do in the future. And it's all done with no need to go to a court, with no need to even get supervisor approval from on the part of the analyst. There are legal constraints for how you can spy on Americans. You can't target them without going to the FISA court. But these systems allow analysts to listen to whatever emails they want, whatever telephone calls, browsing history, Microsoft Word documents. It's an incredibly powerful and invasive tool exactly of the type that Mr. Snowden described. (laughs) And and NSA officials are going to be testifying before the Senate on Wednesday. And I defy them to deny that these programs work exactly as I just said.
0: That testimony was canceled today uh, by uh, scheduling conflicts with President Obama, meeting with Democrats.
3: You know, it's funny, Chris, that uh, yeah, they have easy, like, almost a Google search, if you will, where they can type in whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yet, they probably have Facebook blocked at work, though, right? <laughs> right you know, right, it's yeah. like,
0: you can't go on Facebook, and, you can't have Twitter. And it's funny you say that military computers that go through their network actually have, like, search terms blocked for Snowden. They can't search for Snowden. Oh, uh, so X, or I'm sorry, KeyScore. It has an X in front of it, but it's just called KeyStore. Is it a lowercase X or an uppercase? Is this Web it's, 2.0? It's, no, it's uppercase. Oh. It's, it's not, it's not as hip, I think, when you got two uppercase letters next to each other. Yeah. Uh, this was a presentation that Greenwald got his hands on from Snowden. The presentation came from 2008. It was training materials for X KeyScore, a program that details how analysts can use it and other systems to mine enormous agency database to develop intelligence data from the web. Now, I want to go super deep. Uh-oh. Is it okay if we go super deep? Like, I'm talking Steve Gibson deep. Oh, well, you know, we love Steve Gibson on this show. In our, in our first NSA wiretapping and, and, and warrantless surveillance show that we did about six weeks ago, we played the Gibson theory, where Gibson theorized that prism the prism was, was just a split. Little prism. Yeah. Everything prism. that's come out since then, which uh, I I completely got on board with. And I think one of the reasons, and I don't, and maybe I've said this in the show, maybe I haven't, but I, people that watch TechSnap know this, that I actually have a background in network penetration. I was paid for it by a bank, and then I went in and did it. After that bank, I went and did it professionally and actually um, I took training on it and uh, charged lots and lots of money to penetrate people's networks. And one of the things I was able to do using software, and I've even demonstrated this software in some shows before, is I can actually take network packet captures, and I can reassemble that traffic inside different viewers, right? So I can take a web page, I can capture all the traffic from for that web page, and I can actually reassemble that web page just by monitoring the network traffic. That's what's going on here. I want to deep dive into uh, Keyscore with Gibson. He covered today on his Security Now podcast that aired earlier in the day, and one of the elements that he goes into is uh, what's come out out of Greenwald's Leak's today. And are you looking at these slides? Are these not incredible? This is
3: incredible stuff. I'm showing to everybody on the enhanced feed. Good,
0: good. Keep showing them because Gibson's going to go into this. It comes out. They have a three day buffer of the entire Internet. Everything. They store everything that happens online. Everything you do, everything you do, they store. It doesn't matter if you're a U.S. citizen, doesn't matter if you're Canadian, doesn't matter who you are. Everything you you do, do, they store it for three days and then they can cherry-pick the metadata from this three-day buffer and store it indefinitely and this is a bit of a long clip but i know a lot of you guys out there are technical and you want to build to explain to what's going on to people this clip i i from a technical standpoint as somebody who has built systems similar to this on a much smaller scale it completely checks out i completely back what
1: gibson says here and i want to play this because he deep dives it what we have now as of this morning is x is, is a knowledge of and a on 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 the on the guardians page there's a link to a scrolling series of slides which are amazing in detail for example we now know that there's it's a massive distributed linux cluster Hello. is the is the architecture for this um, so what, what glenn and and snowden disclosed uh... are slides which show that the NSA collects, quote, in their own words, nearly everything a user does on the Internet. X-Keyscore gives widest reaching, in quotes, collection of online data. NSA analysts require no prior authorization for searches. So they can search anything they want to, anytime they want to. And it sweeps up emails, social media activity, and... All browsing history, and the word "all" is like littered throughout this, and it's a little frightening when you see where they're where they're saying "all." Um, so, there are presentation training materials that have been posted, and we will have
0: these. Uh, this presentation linked in the we'll show. We'll have notes. all the links for you. Reminder: This is from 2008, and you can draw a couple conclusions based on that. You can draw a conclusion that they've sh- maybe stopped this,
3: or it's gotten
1: better and even more powerful, right? Yeah. Which is likely. Um, showing really interesting new detail, which is the reason I'm talking about this. is is not the same old stuff. It's like now we're getting more stuff. For example, they use an acronym DNI, which stands for Digital Network Intelligence. And in, this, in the slide, it says DNI Exploitation System slash Analytic Framework performs strong e.g. email and soft content selection provides real-time target activity which they refer as they refer to as tipping. And then get this, rolling buffer of approximately 3 days of all all caps their emphasis unfiltered data unfiltered. seen by X. Thanks for mentioning the show Steve. So this is we've never had this before. This is news. This says now you know we've talked a lot about the the quantity of information that is passing through these taps which they have and as we'll see in a, in a minute here the architecture as it's being as this onion is being peeled continues to substantiate my notion that this is outside of the of the major cloud service providers and I agree with this assumption,
0: too. And what it, what this assumption does is it brings into clarity why we have these statements from Google and Microsoft and Apple where they've yeah. said, we are not cooperating like this. We don't know what Snowden is oh. talking about. Well, and, and what's funny about this is... Uh, court documents from Yahoo actually revealed that these companies did begin to suspect that the, that the NSA was wiretapping directly outside their connection. And then they, in, in the case of Yahoo, they tried to fight it. Now they lost, but they tried to fight it. And right. if you think about it, if you're Google, right? If you're the Google, uh, you know, uh, Wiretap Compliance Officer, and you're getting these requests, and you say, on this request, this is Chase Nunes, at this time, from this IP address, talk to this IP address over this protocol, and they exchange these documents, we would like your records, how the hell can you say no to that? Everything is laid out, everything is explained, and if you get this letter as Google, you can't say no to that, it's all right there. Yeah. So what are they going to do? Yeah. Of course they're going to comply. Yeah, of so course this sort they of, have to. This sort of explains that discrepancy between what we've been hearing about this data feed the NSA has versus what the companies have been saying. This explains that discrepancy.
1: Because none of this would be necessary if it had their cooperation. So this is, you know, tapping Google up just upstream of the data center where the data is raw. And so now what we're seeing is that they're – they're storing everything that goes through, as they refer to it here, all unfiltered data on a, in a rolling buffer, which, you know, again, that's if they said, Steve, we want you to design something for us, this is the way you do it. This is, this is how a computer science person would tackle the problem of too much data coming through to store it
0: all. And let me make this clear how right Steve Gibson is here because I have design systems that are under a high level of tax. Sometimes it's like automated scans, like there's when you are logging everything that happens to a system and 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 for compliance purposes some organizations have to log everything or everything they can within reason. When you are logging every port scan, every TCP knock, that log is crazy. So what you do is you have a rolling log. You have a log of the that 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 matches the amount of disk capacity that you have combined with the amount of analytic tools that you have, and you have a rolling log system. This is exactly what you do when you have too much data, but you need to parse out certain elements and analyze analytics. If I was going to build a monitoring system, in fact, no shit, in here in my very own house, when I need
1: to troubleshoot, this is exactly what I do. Yet you need to be able to look back in time to perform searches. So so the raw data is... Essentially, in a big scrolling buffer, where you always have the most recent three days. About about after three days, you start losing it off the end of the buffer as new data comes in, because you just run out of your short-term buffer space. Um, so they it says stores what they call full take, a full hyphen and take. So that's that's their jargon for you know everything full take data. At the collection site, which is then indexed by metadata, so so in this slideshow, maybe
0: you can pull this up here. They have a map, and on oh, yeah. this on this map, they have I these just red dots. It. Yeah, I just these red it. dots are everywhere. That oh, they I have. can't show it. You can't show it because otherwise it'll raise the classification on no, no, no. somebody's
3: computer. <laughs> no, I can't show it because there's a really bad mm. naughty image.
0: Oh yeah,
1: right. Yeah, it's kind of
3: hot though. I, well, it's hot, but I didn't. Was well, this? It. Yeah,
1: is this all pours in? there well. i'm
3: looking at it right they're
1: now. pulling <laughs> metadata from it, which are email and actually they enumerate those in a minute email addresses, phone numbers, names, you know like sort of formatted um, keyword searching on the raw data, which is then indexed on the fly, allowing them to then do queries against the metadata and then with within this three day period to extract from from this the buffer of the so-called full take data specifically what they want
0: to this system because it has a three-day rolling log and that is due to just the massive amount of volume of the internet and of course this three-day log this three-day buffer will increase and decrease as activity on the internet increases and as storage capacity goes up. So there will always be a game the NSA is playing where they're adding more capacity to process and store. What is happening right now is the NSA is collecting just the metadata elements from this actual data stream. So the to and from of the email headers, maybe the contents if it has an attachment, if it's encrypted, absolutely the contents. And they're able to just pull these metadata aspects because that's all they can store right now. Right. But that is not a legal fr- I mean, that is it, it, a it, one part of legal framework. But B, it it's is a technical a t- limitation. Exactly. Yeah. And you and I know what happens to technical limitations. They become eliminated after a while.
3: After a while. yep. Yeah. So eventually, I mean, I mean, we're already seeing now like four gigabyte consumer hard drives, uh, you know, terabyte. Yeah. Ter- terabyte. Thank you.
0: And it's and yeah, it's I think
3: I feel like easier. I don't know,
0: maybe if I'm beating this horse too much. But for the people who maybe are not as super technical or haven't done. Who, 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 if you've never installed Wireshark on your computer, you oh, might you might not know just about take a this. Look. But when you install Wireshark, and this is just an open source application that just monitors your traffic from your network interface, it will tell you this is an NMB packet, this is an SMB packet, this is a broadcast packet. It will identify all of the different packets. You can actually look at the contents of the wire. Just you sitting in your basement can install Wireshark and do this. So Gibson explains and there are already open-source utilities that do this for free today how you can take these viewers you can take this dump of the tcp data you can throw them into these viewers and you can actually
1: reassemble web sessions emails chats you the, the stream itself is raw data but it's only because a web browser expects the format to be something that it's able to show it to you as a web page or an smtp reader a new a, a, an email system expects the format to be email that it knows how to show it to you so it is it's it's only a tiny step further to and and it, well to look at the raw data and any human can do this we do this all the time when we do like doing packet sniffing um on on the raw wire you can you can see like what the headers are and the way it's formatted. It's like, oh, these are email headers. Oh, these are HTTP headers. Oh, these are you know news, news group headers or or chat format So the idea is you you start with the raw stream. You apply a a simple heuristic recognizer to it to determine what type of stream this is, and then you say, up oh. you recognize what it is, and then you apply one of these plugins to format it for for full recognition. So they say email addresses. Indexes every email address seen in a session both by username and domain. Extracted files. Indexes every file seen in a session both by file name and extension. HTTP parser. Indexes the client side HTTP traffic. Phone number. Indexes every phone number seen in a session. And it says they have it in parens, e.g., address book entries or signature block. So, for example, when email goes by with a signature block in it, bang, it locks onto that and indexes phone numbers and, and the metadata in the signature block. User activity indexes the webmail and chat activity to include username, buddy list, Machine specific cookies, etc.
0: Now, machine specific cookies very much so allow you to identify down to a specific person, but which but, shows that when they're saying, well, we can't identify who it is, that's bullshit. But Chris,
3: it doesn't matter because you, one thing you gotta realize. If, you know, I have nothing to hide. (laughs) I'm not doing (laughs) anything. Don't get me
0: started on that again. I am
3: not doing anything wrong. I, you know, all I do is I check email, then I send pictures to my grandkids. And of course. I'm not doing anything
0: wrong. Of course, you know, this kind of monitoring chase has kept us safe. It's stopped terrorist attacks. This is stop 50 terrorist attacks, Chase. When I go through the airport and I take off my shoes. You feel safer?
3: And I take off my jacket and I take my laptop out of the bag. It makes me feel safer knowing that they can go on the internet and see what you've been doing. And they can see everything I'm looking at. Think
0: about out. what we're talking about as more and more society goes online. We are creating a three day time machine. I know that sounds crazy, but maybe after a big event like the Boston frickin' bombings, hello, they could hit the reset button, go back three days and just look at everything that happened. In the but last they three already days. knew.
3: But remember, Chris, they already knew, but they couldn't talk about it because if they didn't talk about it because it didn't happen because we want to keep this under secrecy.
0: So uh, now the big the big talking point now is this is helping save lives. Um, uh, uh, This this is preventing those who walk among us from harming us. But remember, I just want to play this clip from you when they actually tried to get specifics on the surveillance contributions to stopping terrorist attacks. Uh, Well, you know, it might have played a role in one of them, kind of. How many cases was Section 215 bulk phone records? 215 is what allows them to get
12: the bulk phone records. Collection critical to preventing a terrorist plot. So, sir, I might answer in open session and then offer to provide sure. uh, follow-up details in a classified session. would say that uh, the administration has uh, disclosed that there were uh, 54 plots uh, that were uh, disrupted over the uh, life of these two programs. And Section 215 was and- critical to preventing... No, sir. And of those, plots? And of those plots, 13 of those had a homeland nexus. Uh, the So of,
0: of the 50-plus plots, 13 of them had a homeland nexus. Love that, <laughs> right? The nexus edition of Homeland Security. Hey, that's nice. It's, yeah. uh, it's very, very compact and clean.
12: There's had um, essentially uh, plots that would have come to fruition, Europe, Asia, other places around the world. Many,
0: so were the police of Europe and Asia and other places around the world? Okay, okay. And
12: of the 13... How many of those 13 were... Uh, plots to harm Americans? Of the 13 that would have uh, had a uh, homeland nexus, uh, 12 of those, um, 215 made a contribution. The question you've asked though is more precise um, in in the uh, sense of is there a but-for case to be made, that but-for 215 those plots would have been disrupted. Um, that's That's a very difficult question to answer in so much as that's not necessarily how these programs work. That's actually not how these programs work. What happens is that you essentially have a range of tools at your disposal one or more of these tools uh, might tip you to a plot others of these tools might then give you an exposure as to what the nature of that plot is and finally the exercise of multiple instruments of power to include law enforcement power ultimately completes the picture and allows you to interdict that plot
3: is your head spinning yet but you know it's okay chris because i don't have to worry about that because i'm not a terrorist
0: so what he's saying is well section 215 hasn't been directly responsible for stopping any terrorism but it's a part of a concert of tools which we use in order to prevent terrorism. So while, yes, it's a blatant violation of your Fourth Amendment rights, and yes, it involves us spying on every single citizen in the entire world that we can manage to. In the name of terrorism, to, it's okay. But you know what? It kind of helps contribute to stopping it. So, worth it. Totes. Uh,
12: there is an example um, amongst those 13 that comes close to it.
0: Okay, so we've got 54 terrorist attacks, 13 of which were in the U.S., one of which... 215 helped with
12: a but for example and that's the case of basali Malalam. i've read that i've read the material on that um, it'd be safe to say the target 54 but fours it is safe to say that sir that's not this, this capability, the 215 uh, collection of metadata, is focused on the homeland. It's focused on detecting plots that cross the foreign to homeland domain. But, but it given wasn't, that only 13 it of wasn't a plot four in 54 cases. It was not, sir. Thank given you. Given that only 13 of those plots had a homeland nexus, it therefore only had its principal opportunity to make a contribution in 13 or less. In fact, it made a contribution to a plot that was disrupted overseas. Um, I think that that shows that this actually is looking um, not simply at the homeland, but it's looking at the foreign homeland nexus.
0: And to translate that, what he's saying is I think this shows that we could manage to come up with a way to to justify defense spending spending to allow us to police the entire world. Because, look, we've just successfully done it in one case.
12: And I hope we are not uh, uh, mixing up um, uh,
4: 215. Uh, with other sectors,
12: we try hard not to do that, sir. They are distinguished but complementary tools.
0: Mm, complementary tools. Complementary. That They're means complementary. They, they work so well together, Chris. Of course, of course. Yes. Uh, I just. I mean. Uh, so uh, go look up. we'll have links in the show notes. Actually, you don't have to go but even you know, look the, it up. Go look some, up. Uh, ex- sometimes I mean these
3: these intention these explanations and their verbiage. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I want to. Was it Adam Curry who might have said that that words are important words matter words matter mm-hmm. they they very much matter, and this analyst you know the way the way he's speaking and, and talking to us and and explaining to us how the, these systems work and how they're complementary right you know most of america when when you know you and I we're technical people we yes, can, sir. we can pick out and pits and pieces of of what he's saying and we can you know we can put it together but I mean, here – I know you're half listening, Poppy. I know you're playing your Angry Birds. But I know you heard what that guy was talking about, the, the systems and stuff. Did you understand anything he was saying?
0: Yeah. No. It's Yeah.
3: Yeah, he, he did – I mean
0: – It's it's hard to follow completely. It's, it's
3: really hard to follow. It's hard yeah. for even us to follow, yeah. and we love
0: this stuff. Yeah. I think they intentionally use acronyms to confuse the legal system, and they change the definition of what words mean. Literally. Remember,
3: it all went down to what the definition of what is is.
0: Uh, and uh, continuing on the NSA thread, uh, Keith Alexander stopped by Black Hat this week and got heckled. Oops. Yeah, he was heckled at the conference as he asked for the security community's understanding. The talk began for a plea for the hacker and security researcher community to consider the NSA's role in the wake of a still unfolding scandal revealed by classified leaks of former Booz Allen contractor Edward Snowden. Uh, Alexander went on to say, the reputation has been tarnished. Uh, he said, they, uh, speaking of his NSA staff, but you can help us articulate the facts properly. I will answer every question to the fullest extent possible, and I'll promise you the truth. What I know, what we're doing, and what I cannot tell you because we don't want to jeopardize the future of our defense. The future of our defense, a.k.a. the future of defense spending, a.k.a. how the industrial military complex intends to make their money is by monitoring all of us forever.
3: Yep, yep.
0: They're making their money off of making us. Making tools, making hardware for those tools. Yeah. We are the inventory in their tools. money-making machine. We are the inventory.
3: You, you know, I just had a revelation. You know what? Before the show, we were talking about the Matrix. Yeah. And you know, uh, the premise of the Matrix is that humans are the batteries that keep the aliens
0: alive. Jesus, you're right. We are the batteries that are keeping the military-industrial complex alive. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. Because we've turned on everyone else in the world, right? Everyone else who isn't an ally we're going after. I mean, at a certain point...
3: Talk about an analogy.
0: You reach empire saturation. Yeah. and you can only dominate every corner of the world yep. until you have to turn in on your own people
3: yep you're right you're absolutely right
0: and the advantage of it is it's cheaper than building warships and planes yep. right it's also in the cyber domain yep. you can have people sitting at desks operating these machines operating these all this analysis tool you can build up all these legal frameworks to pay all of these lawyers all of these judges all of this legal system yep. and you can do it all electronically
3: yep and it's and it's in, the best part about it is we're cheap chris yeah, we're cheap. I mean, because, you know, more and more people are coming online on the Internet all the time. You know, yeah. more kids are having smartphones, you know, have computers in their bedrooms. I mean, hell, your kids are going to grow up with uh, note twos and threes and fours and fives. You're right. So, you know, it's easy uh, that uh, we are creating an industry for this. Absolutely. And the thing is, most of America, they don't do anything about it because they feel like, well,
0: eh, you know what? I'm this, not
3: doing anything bad. This
0: guy, this guy, this McCoy guy at yeah. the uh, Black Hat conference, he was heckling Alexander, saying, "We don't trust you. You're lying." And then other people in the audience started chiming in too. Yeah. And afterwards, uh, Ars Technica tra- tracked down McCoy after the talk and said uh, he asked him, "Like, dude, you are ballsy. What was with your not so friendly debate with the general?" And uh, McCoy responds, "His speech was pretty canned." If it's anything it's anything you can see on Fox News any day we're in danger. We have to get rid of your freedom to keep you safe is essentially what he's telling us. everyone's thinking this, but no one's saying it. So the public thinks they're alone ninety eight percent of society has issues with what they're doing, but no one is speaking up no one is I mean we speak up all the time every single week on the show,
3: and you know we know a small fraction of you i mean in comparison to three hundred million Americans right. and the people
0: us- and the thirty percent of people who listen outside the country
3: right. You know, we know a small fraction of you support us and we appreciate it tremendously, but it's the people that we need to talk to
0: outside of the, the realms of the show. You know, we got an email about that coming up in a yeah. little bit. Uh, uh so the other thing is uh when uh pressed uh, uh Keith Alexander was pressed on the issue the it's one of the things that came out with uh Greenwald's Post is that essentially any analyst has the technical ability to query the data about anyone. It's just a series of legal policy frameworks that prevent them from doing so. So if you have a policy at work that says you shouldn't be browsing Facebook, but yet you still browse Facebook, that's the same kind of policy these guys have. They have a policy that says they shouldn't do it, but they have no technical limitation from actually – you can be an analyst. And according to freaking Keith – Freaking Alexander, the head of the NSA, he attempted to reassure a skeptical audience by saying, our people have, ta- have taken courses and have to pass exams before they have access to this data.
3: So, so basically they have to get through an orientation course. Yes. And that's all they have to do. And this is
0: coming from freaking Keith Alexander.
3: That, how, how, this, this is upon the same guilt, uh, guiltiness of TSA agents just letting their friends and family through without screening. Right, right. It's the same kind of concept here.
0: It doesn't, you know, Right, how long until the disenfranchised NSA contractor wants to find out who his ex-wife is screwing? Right? How long till that it's happens? It's true, right. What's going to
3: stop it? Or or let's say you're an analyst and, and then all of a sudden you think your wife might be cheating on
0: you. Why wouldn't you? So, There's nothing, nothing that prevents you from putting your wife's last name in that search box. Not oh, a single thing prevents you from oh, typing I, that last name. Oops, Why the hell wouldn't mi- you do it? I mistyped. Why wouldn't you do it? It was an accident, Chris. I didn't even realize it was my wife. I thought it was a different Fisher.
3: Yeah, if I S S H H E R, I, I, I'm sorry. I miss yeah. I Anybody
0: listening who says they wouldn't be able to do that, then you're lying. I was
3: looking up Jenna Fisher.
0: Right. Which is, you know, celebrities. Another great example, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, be, okay, Booz Allen alone. Booz Allen alone. The one company. One company, the one that Edward Snowden worked for, 70,000 contractors working for the NSA people. 70,000 contractors. You're telling me one of those people who isn't even a government employee one day isn't going to get a bug up his butt to search for something on Barack Obama or Joe Biden or his girlfriend or whoever it is? Chris, Chris,
3: you're misspoke here. Not someday they're doing it now. Right. You know they're doing it now. Of course
9: they
0: are. It's human freaking nature. Yeah. They can't help it. Yeah. I mean, I wish they weren't. Yeah. Uh, and so there you go. So uh, that was good times at Black Hat for uh, Keith Alexander. He was noticeably tense on stage according to the Ars Technica piece. Now, yes. uh, we got to ask ourselves, where in the world Oh, 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 actually before we move on, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to neglect to mention yeah. uh there is a rally for privacy on Sunday, August 4th, 1984day.com.
3: Yeah, that's right. So uh all over This beautiful country of the United States, there's many different places you can participate. San Diego, Sacramento, Savannah, Georgia, Boston, Massachusetts, Buffalo. Even in our neck of the woods, Chris, Bellingham, Washington. Oh, that's a nice place for it. Yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina, St. Louis, Missouri, Washington, D.C., Iowa, City, Iowa. And basically what this rally is all about is it just comes back to our Constitution about the Fourth Amendment that the the right to the people – should be secure in their persons, houses, papers, against unreasonable searches. It's the beginning. And seizures. It's
0: the beginning of people fighting this. This is the beginning. This is yep. not. And
3: this is a very clean website. This is very nice looking. It's on the major on the series. Oh, I thought I. I swear, I thought I. I do button.
0: like the look of it. I do like it. and playing on the. We really are living in 1984. Yeah. It's kind of like people don't even realize how 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 close that matches. You, you,
3: you should. You know, I, I know there's a lot of young guys who like to listen to our show. You might want to put a link in the show notes yeah. to the 1984 book. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's an incredible, incredible book. You can get it on Audible as well. And
0: no, it's not supposed to be an instruction manual. It just turned out that way. Yep, yeah, unfortunately. So, uh, Chase, uh, Snowden is- uh, Where I, in the world is Edward Snowden? That's nice, man. That's Thank nice. You. It's welcome. from the soundboard, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, the White House has been putting pressure on Russia. In Russia, White House put pressure on you to turn over Snowden.
13: Now let's talk more about the NSA leaker an update there. Edward Snowden remains stuck in a Moscow airport this morning, despite Russian media reports saying that he'd been cleared to leave the airport. This is the White House is turning up the heat, demanding the NSA leaker be turned over the to the U.S. immediately to stand Hot. trial. Phil Black is tracking the latest developments from Moscow, and Brianna Keeler is live from the White House this morning uh, to talk more about this. Phil, first, let me just get an update from you. There was some confusion. Did he have the papers to leave the airport? Did he not have? the papers so where does that stand at this moment
12: In the end, he didn't get the papers, Kate. His lawyer thought he was going to get them yesterday. The Russian media started reporting that he had received them and he was on his way out of the terminal. But that didn't happen. His lawyer says there's a delay. He just simply blames that on what he says is the complexity uh, of the case. But there's another issue too, and that is that these decisions in this case are being made from high up within the Russian government, and the Russian government knows that if it lets him out of this airport terminal, then that's going to trigger an angry reaction from the United States.
13: Absolutely. And that's absolutely right, Phil. And that brings me to you, Brianna. Because- because. This this latest information, was he going to be able to leave or not? Obviously, sending the White House spinning, making phone calls, trying to do as much as they can to get the outcome that they want. What are you hearing from how the White House is reacting this morning?
9: That's right, the administration very much reacting here, Kate. Secretary of State John Kerry called his counterpart. This is the highest level of these conversations that we're aware of. He called Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov to really say a couple of things. One to figure out what the exact status is of Snowden amid these reports that he'll uh, be able to leave the Moscow airport and also to put pressure on Russia. If he leaves, this is what we were told by the State Department spokesperson. Uh, Lavrov was told by Kerry, this will be very disappointing to... America, And you may obviously think disappointing is a pretty mild word, but that's diplo-speak for the U.S. will be really ticked off if this happens. This has gotten way beyond the level the White House and mm-hmm. the administration wants. President Obama had to weigh in a couple weeks ago with Putin, and this is something he didn't want to have to do, Kate.
0: He didn't want to bring himself down to the level of having talked to another president. Oh, go figure
3: that one. You know, it's, it's so insulting to go back and... Talk to your predecessors.
0: He is the great Obama, after all. After all. Uh, Feinstein, back, back to Feinstein talking with Candy. She says all of these uh, asylum de- uh, delays are just sort of a tactics by Putin while he mulls things over. He wants some time to think it through. The U.S. this week pushing very
5: hard through the Justice Department saying we're not going to torture him. He won't be subject to the death
0: penalty. You- by the way, this is the state America is in now where we have to release statements saying, no, no, if you give him to us, we won't torture and we won't kill him." really yeah no no we will not really judge. we no. won't no no really i mean this yeah, is but, but remember this we is can the united states, always, states now
3: but chris yeah this is the united states we can definitely believe what our officials say
0: it's just sad like we're the nation that has to say no 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 we promise not to torture that remember how that used to be against the law torture Wait, him he
5: won't be subject to the death penalty you need to hand him over what are the chances that russia is going to hand over edward snowden well not. it's
6: hard to tell <laughs> Uh, I know the president talked to President Putin. I would be very hopeful that President Putin still would decide to turn him over. I suspect this sort of temporary uh, amnesty is, or refugee status, is uh, to give Russia time to really consider what's in their best interests. And I think if they think about it hard, uh, what uh, Snowden did, it's not in their best interests. And um, Putin knows this. He's run the KGB. Uh, he knows what in intelligence there. is comprised God. of. And I think to harbor this man uh, is one of two things. One, we want to get hold of this stuff. Or two, uh, we really want to take the time uh, to figure this out as to whether we should return him to the United States. All right, so that's Diane You
3: Feinstein. know, I forgot to mention this earlier. When, uh past couple days days uh, I've been driving – Uh, My family around uh, the north part of the state, uh, they're looking at some properties and stuff and uh, saw a sign uh, off the side of the road that, you know, with the letters that people can, you know, you can make your own sign, you know, advertising. Yeah. One said Edward Snowden is a hero. Really? I saw that. And this was in North – you know, north part of the you state. Expect
0: that in our neck of woods up there.
3: No, no. Yeah. But I was just like, you know what? Someone's paying attention. So there's, there's other people. Maybe they're an filter listener. They could be. So
0: that was Diane Feinstein. Yeah. Of course, she's the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. And uh, I think it's noteworthy when the other chairman of an intelligence committee also comes out on the same day and goes on to another network. Mike Rogers, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, assumed office on January 3rd, 2011. Now you might remember the name Mike Rogers. He's been on our watch list since November 30th of 2011. He showed up on our radar when Congressman Rogers introduced CISPA, the Cyber Intelligence Sharing and Protection Act. Uh, Also, his wife, Christy Clemens Rogers, has previously been president and the CEO of Aegis LLC, a contractor to the United States Department of State for intelligence-based and physical security services. So not that he has any skin in the game. Mike Rogers went on ABC to talk about how, really, there's now blood on Snowden's hands.
4: And we need to understand this very quickly. He has uh, disclosed programs that make it easier for terrorists overseas. And the first people who are going to feel that damage are our soldiers in Afghanistan. We oh. need to understand that. This is serious and it's real, as well as empowering Chinese.
0: That was the same exact argument, by the way, made on Bradley Manning, which never actually really quite panned out.
4: Right. Oops. Russian intelligence officials. I think it's important that he comes back, brings what he has left. Uh, and, and if he really, truly believes he did something good, quote unquote, uh, then come back to the United States. He missed every opportunity to be a whistleblower when he missed every opportunity to talk to a whole host of avenues for him. But, is there, to, is,
0: you know, like all those other whistleblowers that you've heard absolutely nothing about because they went through the official channels. He should have done that. Is it
4: realistic? Do you, Do you think, think that, we that we can compel him to come back? Uh, I'm not sure. I think he may be too far gone. I, I would hope at the end of the day he makes wow. that decision. Uh, we're, we know that he's certainly uh, the, the Russian intelligence services would love to have further conversations with him. I love these
0: inferences. I love these inferences.
4: You know, he's prepared, you know, essentially what what Rogers uh,
0: and Feinstein have both just insinuated is that he's going to hand over information to the Chinese or the Russians. Maybe, maybe. But so far, that doesn't seem to have been the case, all other than what he's just released to
4: the public. Uh, we think he's already had uh, some disclosure to the Chinese intelligence officials, so there's a lot more to this story, a lot to be concerned about. I would like him to come back as well and bring what he has stolen from the people of the United States.
0: Oh, bring what he has whoa, stolen from. Whoa, what, do you whoa, feel whoa. stolen from a little bit, Chase? Are you, do you feel like you were robbed? Because I'll, I'll tell you, i tell you I feels... So, I was so close to laying out You know that what bomb. feels like it's been robbed? My rights! My <laughs> rights have been robbed, Chase. My, That's what's been robbed. My... Flipping freedom! Right, that's what's been robbed. Jesus! Now, uh, Feinstein went on to say in her interview with Candy that, uh, actually, it turns out he took more than she could have ever possibly imagined, and it's very
6: serious. Here's what this man did. By his own admission, he came to Booz Allen... To be a contractor and with the purpose. Snowden. Okay, I Snowden, yeah. yes. With the purpose of going in there and taking as much material as he possibly could. He took much more than I could possibly think he could. It's very sensitive data. And then he went and strategically placed it so that it could come out at different times. Then he went to two big cyber intruding powers I want to back this up because I think what so Diane Feinstein
0: one of the things I've noticed by watching her for a couple of years is she is very connected to the Obama administration she gets directly what the new talking points are and then Diane because of her um, she's not even that great of a speaker but when she sits on a set she sort of you have the feeling that Diane owns that room and that everyone is talking to her because Diane is allowing this to happen. Right. And so Diane is very good. She has a very good on-screen commanding presence, even though she's in her 80s. And she's still very she, – she very much owns the room. And so she gets these talking points early on. Now, listen to this because I believe what – the words that are about to come out – now, that might be more refined later on. But she's about to very eloquently state, which I believe will be the new – counterpoint against Edward Snowden, which you will hear repeated as a talking point from all of the talking heads for months forward, beginning today. Listen to what she's going to say. It's the key to all of it. ...to two
6: big cyber intruding powers. strategically placed yeah. it so that it could possibly think he could.
0: So she's about to say he strategically placed it like he, like he was giving forethought to all of this. It was all part of a master evil plan.
6: It's very sensitive data. And then he went and strategically placed it so that it could come out at different times. Then he went to two big cyber intruding powers, China, China and Russia, and left China and went to Russia. You've got to ask, why did he choose those two? You've got to also ask, do the Chinese have all this material? Do the Russians have do it? We know. We don't know. OK. Um, Let me, so it's a very serious situation. It's a very serious situation. You know, and it's
0: funny how her I, and Mike like, Rogers, Mike Rogers being a Republican in the House, Diane Feinstein being a Democrat in the Senate, yet they... Both kind of just said the same thing, almost like well, they're reading the same exact talking points, being controlled by exactly the same people. Well,
3: yeah, I was just going to say that. And on top of that, what we're not talking about here is the blatant violations of our constitution. No, we're not talking about the perjury, right? That was, right. Uh, you know, that happened was during done. the Congress hearings. The right? Congress, we're not right. talking about that. We're not talking the about waste
0: of taxpayers' dollars. Absolutely, the, the egregious waste of taxpayer dollars. Yeah, you might I mean, say. we're
3: not talking about that. No. Nope. What they're doing is they're following the old script yep. of trying to paint this guy into a evil person for releasing things that our government are doing that, – that they're yep. doing against us. Yep, 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 yep. Because they are doing it against us, you guys. Right. They can't argue that part. No, no, they can't. And so therefore, what's the what's – the, what do you – what happens when a dog is hurt and is hurt and not feeling well and feels threatened – what do they do? They start biting and fighting back yeah. and trying to hurt you. Exactly. And what they're trying to do to us is yeah. paint this guy Edward yeah. Snowden into a a vicious, right. terroristic So you've got kind of guy. You
0: got you got Mike and Diane out on the Sunday shows painting him as a villain. You got Obama out there pivoting to the economy. Uh, we're not going to scramble just for this guy though, right? Uh, let's not get distracted by fake controversies. Let's focus on the economy and the middle class. And by the way, the only reason we can do that is because we have completely trashed the middle class. We have completely destroyed the economy after the last 30 years. And now what we get to do as the bastards who have destroyed your future and destroyed your wealth, what we get to do is trumpet this up as our pretend issue that we care about to distract you from the important things whenever we feel like it's time to distract you. And when it's not time to distract you, we pull it back down. And it's this wonderful carrot we get to just smack you in the face with whenever we want to. And hey, everybody, look over here because Barry wants you to care about the damn economy hello everybody that's yep. what he's doing now yeah and you know what the worst part is it's legitimately an issue because it is, they have it is they have effed it all up
3: yeah it is a legit issue but you know uh one thing that's been totally uh not covered well it's been covered briefly but you know you gotta love the news cycle whatever happened to the irs targeting conservative groups whatever it's happened it's kind to of that? petered out a bit it's petered out but it happened and what's the result nothing Nothing. And, and, you know, and that's the the end game here that I'm afraid of is the end result. After all is said and done, everyone's going to go out to their lives and nothing's going to that happen. That is the
0: big concern. I don't I don't know if that I mean, I think that's what they want to happen. And that's what they're trying to make happen. That's trying to what's trying to well, appear to what's it's happening. Been, it's but been the
3: same script over and over and over. You've
0: had you've had uh, the vote. You had the recent Congress vote. Now, of course, Congress did reject the vote that would have sort of defanged the NSA spy. And we, we sort of mentioned it was going to be happening last week.
1: The U.S. House of Representatives has narrowly rejected an amendment to a bill that would have restricted the National Security Agency's ability to collect data on American phone records. The program's details were made public several weeks ago by Edward Snowden, a former contractor for America's electronic spying agency. President Obama and the NSA's chief had lobbied strongly against the amendment. Katie Watson reports now from Washington.
7: A's are 205 and the nays are 217 the amendment is not adopted
9: Blah. it was a brief but passionate debate a chance for lawmakers to air their feelings on US secrets
0: and this amendment by the way it wasn't actually going to disable and defang the NSA so much as just make it so that they could only monitor people they had a warrant for and that's what failed. Valence.
9: for the man who introduced the legislation his message was clear
2: opponents of this amendment will use the same tactic that that every government throughout history has used to justify its violation of rights. Fear. They'll tell you that the government must violate the rights of the American people to protect us against those who hate our freedoms.
9: This wasn't the typical Democrat-Republican debate usually seen in Washington. The vote saw unusual political coalitions. And this is the part that gives me hope. It came down to priorities of civil liberties and national security. Even one of President Obama's fiercest critics backed the administration, urging a vote against the amendment. The only people who have benefited from the
13: revelation of classified information.
0: This is how you know... We're really screwed is when you got Bachman, who's arguing for the Obama administration's position.
13: By someone who worked for this government, who intentionally and unauthorized declassified some of the most sensitive national security information that we have. The only result is that those who are engaged in Islamic jihad will have been benefited.
0: I I, I don't even, I mean, I feel stupider having heard that. I literally feel like a dumber person having had that enter my eardrum.
3: Remember, she ran for president.
0: Unfreaking believable. I'm just saying. So uh there you go. The vote passed, but actually fairly narrow. It failed very fairly narrowly at cross party lines, and I feel like this is the beginning. See. We as primates, as monkeys that came from the jungle and then somehow filled out figured out how to build wooden box and put fancy shinies inside of them, we, we have a hard time thinking about things in the big picture, but I will tell you this. The fact that we are having these conversations, the fact that there's a podcast out there talking about this, the fact that there was even a vote, the fact that there's pressure, the fact that they're backed up against the wall going out there and saying all these ridiculous things, all of this is a good sign and all of this is a momentum building towards resolution. And it will take way longer than any of us want and it will be the burden that this generation has to suffer yeah. but it will be the burden that this generation has to suffer and i believe the future generations won't i'm hopeful i'm hopeful and yeah. i believe i believe right now very 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 early stages of that process have begun
3: yep i i couldn't agree with you more
0: all right mr Chase, should we get to the email before we get yeah out
3: remember here? you can uh, email us on filter, uh show at unfilter jupiter, at jupiter oh, just unfilter yeah, yeah. Unfilter i made it easy oh, i made it tiny. easy yeah you can also phone us a voicemail 425-212-1756 Hey-o. but we do have written correspondence the first one came in from james he said, hey, Chris, hey, Chase, congratulations on the little one, Chris. So I Thank hope you. the new kiddo is healthy and that Angela's recovering well. They are. I have one, and I can't imagine going beyond that in terms of maintaining a career, a marriage, and even friendships. Neither can I. So here it is. The last two months have made me more cynical about the state of our federal and state governments than ever before. <laughs> I don't want to write a long dissertation about what, uh, why I think what I think. I just want to say that in regards to surveillance – The feds are going to do what they want to do. They will, uh, say that in, uh, that act first and then legalize it later. As long as we're always messing with the hornet's nests in other countries, (laughs) the need to protect us from terrorism will never cease. Thus, the need for the surveillance state will never go away. He's right. In regards to the banking industry, they're going to keep, uh, they're going to do what they tell the federal government to do. Goldman Sachs can keep jogging aluminum around their factories and distorting (laughs) prices because well, they
0: can. They are Goldman Sachs, after all. Yes,
3: I think the federal government is too large, too powerful, and controlled too much by money. The nan- nanites of the wealthy have assimilated the federal government, and they're doing it in large states, too. The wealthy can live the life they want to because they can afford it. They can afford to not care about a multiplicity of issues, and but instead the one issue that makes them money because the other issues don't matter to them. Mm. Why would I give two shits about making abortion services more difficult if I have no interest in it, banking issues? Hell, the banking industry helps me keep my money. Surveillance state? It helps keep the economy under control so that dickheads don't fly into my corporate offices. That's Not, really
0: what it's about, right yeah, there. Yeah, it's too. true.
3: Not just that the federal government is far away to be held account, uh, far away to be held accountable. Too cushy with the national media to help control the conversation.
0: Very true too.
3: The only thing that can happen to give them. Uh, To give even a glimmer of hope is to change who we send to Washington. But here's the catch. The corrupt banking industry and Big Brother are not the main issues that get people elected. It's the overgeneralized stuff like abortion, taxes, and guns that get people elected on top of a whole list of them.
0: Amen to that, brother.
3: Sorry if I went too long, but I just think we have to consider the long game of changing our minds down the road and maybe changing minds within our state government. Your local and state officials are more likely to listen than any schmuck, who works in Washington DC. Also, I'm still investing uh, since day one and I use the Amazon plugins. Thanks for listening.
0: Well thank to you. Thanks to you. So, uh how 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 great is that email? I mean, totally just sums up where we're at. And it's funny because it, it, in some ways also he's laid out our path to salvation. Yeah. It is through the local channels. And how do you get to that? Well, the way you get to that is through information. And this is why I'm excited and Chase, I think you should be excited too yeah. as a new media creator is what what our competitive advantage is, is we are not destroyed by this system, by this crony system. We are not affected by it, and so therefore we are the replacement. It, when you have something like... When you have multiple products on the market, it takes something that is substantially better yeah. to replace the old product. It, it is just the it is the nature of how markets work, and that's what's so great about new media. That's what's so exciting about new media is that we are better in a very fundamental organic way it is infused into how the very structure of our show is set up. You're is right. we are not yeah. We are not susceptible to the same flaws that they're susceptible to.
3: However, the only way that we can continue and do this is through the generous contributions of supporters because obviously the way our society works, unfortunately – or fortunately we're not in the Star Trek universe yet – is by money. Yeah. You know, I mean – We need to survive. We need to do those things. That is, the,
0: that is, the, that is pretty much the only question. Is this? Sh- is this show – too ahead of its time where there is not enough people that have recognized this situation and are willing to to take a stance to actually affect change and well, it, we yeah. may just be too early well some
3: some some brilliant minds and even companies for that matter have had products and ideas way ahead of their time yeah. and they make fun of them i mean i know make fun for what it for what you will but you know bill gates uh, right. You know, came out with a uh, tablet computing. and Apple
0: computer was started in Wozniak's garage.
3: Right, and you know, uh, you know, Microsoft. You know, Bill Gates was like, "All right, here's a tablet computer. The interface sucked. It never caught on. Right. Uh, but then, it just a few short years later, right. Apple comes out with the iPad. Right. So, well, look
0: at Linus Torvalds. Linus Torvalds yeah. created an operating system called Linux that he wanted to use as his personal operating system, and he said, "Oh, I don't think it'll ever support anything but an IDE disk." You know, it's just going to be the small time fun thing. It's going
3: to be very lightweight. Right. And right. it changed the world. Yeah, it so, the world. so, you know, maybe we are ahead of our time. Only time will tell on that. Uh, our last email that we got in this week, uh, this came in from Tim via BitMessage. Hey, oh Yes. Uh, hey, Chris. Hey, Chase. I'm a fan of the show and I very much appreciate all uh, the uh, and afford all the guys that you put into it. Keep on doing this, please. It gives me great insights to the U.S. news landscape. There is more and more information leaking out about prism and surveillance of people around the globe in general. Over the last couple of weeks, I've read a lot about the matter and demonstrated in the streets of Berlin against global unlawful surveillance. That was a
0: clip that almost made it. Yeah, there's been some great demonstrations going on.
3: I also sent out a long email to about 20 of my friends asking uh, from a mine, explaining the matter in depth and also explaining what steps possibly to take. Take it to the street, encrypt email and the like, and use open source software. Just continue using Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, etc. I only got five responses to yeah. my astonishment and disappointment. Yeah. Out of those five, there was a friend who, which I had lots of conversations with, but mm. he still does not see the point in encrypting his email. Mm. He has nothing to hide, you know. Oh, right. Of course. Another one found it all too complicated. Another one is way too busy to bother, she says. So my question is, do you guys have any ideas on how to approach people with this matter? What are your experiences regarding this? Any tips? I would hate if this becomes some sort of elite thing where only a few people know how to use encryption Properly and are also aware of the implications this matter, this whole matter, has on our society. Cheers right. from Germany, Tim.
0: This is a little idea we've experimented with, where maybe they'll become a digital elite of people who actually have privacy and protection because they know how to use these tools, and the people who don't will sort of become victims Chris, to the machine. Chris, yeah.
3: You know, well, dare I say this? But maybe, maybe this is a, this is a way uh, for uh, Unfilter to start our new Unfilter Consulting and Security firm. <laughs> And what we do oh, What we do, Chris, is we go out to person to yeah. person out there. Not only we infect them and educate we'll, them. We'll explain to them the situation. We'll explain to them and we will offer to help them right. and assist them right. uh, by encrypting their emails and locking down their network.
0: I guess maybe you could you could uh Tim if you want to send them a link to our show. I I don't know if it is worth your time and your energy could sir to convince those who do not want to be and convinced. And only
3: for the low, low price of $995.95. Yeah, 95, that, that's something we should jump on. What we, we could do, Chris, do this. Is, is, you know, I mean, just look at our little city here. You know, there's 50,000 people, no doubt, you, you have joke. no idea. You I joke. Know, no, I know, I, I, know joke, but there's some I, truth in there. I
0: made money for years. What I would do is uh, a sales guy would call a company hi. and he would say, hi, we'd like to send in our network engineer to audit your network and provide you with a full report of your security situation. For free.
3: Absolutely free. Absolutely it will not, not cost you a thing.
0: And then Chris Fisher would come in and, right. and scan their whole network and find every single vulnerability and then it was Ooh, never quite said you have to me. port 80 open. Right. My job Ooh. was to make the scariest, most yep. complicated yep. And detailed report telling them of all of their vulnerabilities and how we could fix them. But Chris, it's, you, I, I've you done re- this job, I know We could do it. All you got to do is remember Fear sells. We can, dude. I'm telling you, the Unfilter Consulting Group is here to make money right now. Right? No, day, no, no, no. Right the today.
3: Unfilter Security Consulting right, Group.
0: Right. No, we gotta put cyber in the name. Oh, cyber, cybersecurity, anti-terrorism group, cyber terrorism, anti cyber Security and cyber terrorism for cyber protection and cyber enhancement group. Because of we're, cyber. Here to lo-
3: <laughs> we're here to lock it down for you.
0: For, of cyber lockdown. Of cyber lockdown. Yeah. Tim, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's worth wasting all of your time Almost. and energy. You can do what you can do. Yeah. But uh, people have to come to the, some of these uh, realizations on their own because it, it requires it requires challenging some fundamental assumptions I think a lot of people have. And when you ask a person to do that, that's... That requires a lot of internal processes on their part to yeah, take place.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: Chase, what do you think? You think maybe it's about time for us to wrap up? The I, Unfiltered I think show? so.
3: You know, about this time at the end of the show, we'd like to go back and we'd like to review who has joined our also. Awesome How is that subreddit
0: doing, Chase? At unfiltered.reddit.com. Unfiltered.reddit.com. And uh, Chris, what was my prediction for I'm, last week? I'm I'm uh, perusing through the red book right now. So last week, oh oh, what's this here? Yeah.
3: Yeah, what, what's wow, it? What's look at it?
0: this. And Unfiltered 52 Mike Rogers, center of next big controversy. Who do we play clips from today? Mike Rogers. Nailed that one. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. All right, come on, come uh, on. All right. Go okay, on, sorry, up. sorry. Uh, and filter, you said uh how, how many last week? Come on, hurry up. 570. No, I'm sorry. 615. You said 615. Ooh. Well, we didn't quite make that nope. goal. We all made 606 right. 6 this wow. week. Wow. Way to go, guys. Nice make job, us look though. bad. Make us look bad. Yeah, no, but you I, know what? I'm feeling bad now, Chase. I'm you feeling know what? bad.
3: You know what? We could still make it for next week. What come we on, you guys. What we're, do you want to do? 615 next 615? week. 615. We're going to keep it steady. 615. All right, I'm putting in the red book next week. Now, Chris, during the course of the week, you know, you know you tweet your thoughts and your
0: Twitter.com Slash Chris That's simple. That's easy. It's
3: 140 easy. characters or less.
0: Wisdom and 140 characters. What about you, Mr. Chase? Are you on that Twitter? I,
3: I am on the Twitter. So if you head over to com, there you can find a link to my uh, Twitter. Remember, if you don't, you can't. And if you do, you can.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. All right. Good to know.
3: Yes. Also, I do geeking and gaming topics over there at geekgamer.tv. Uh, we just had a great episode of Key Gamer Weekly where we talked about French Toast Sandwich. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry, Chromecast Jelly Bean. I'm oh, sorry.
0: That may be a little more relevant. Yeah, a little bit more relevant. I want to remind you, if you're an Unfilter supporter, go check your inbox. You've got the newsletter and you've got the supporter show, which right now is clocking in at a monstrous two hours and 26 oh, minutes. Oh, that's so massive. That's a lot of show. That's a lot that's of show. That's worth supporting. That's worth becoming a supporter right there. And that's something to easily
3: digest yeah. in uh, two yeah. one hour increments.
0: I want to remind folks that Unfilter is live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. over at jblive.tv. That's a specific time. But you can go to Jupiter Broadcast. Uh, .com/calendar to get the details. And remember guys,
3: we will see you right back here
10: next, next week.